0: Drip, 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 as drops of blood fall on tiles, and then after fleeing the scene, the sound of a tongue scraping over a blade, licking each drop of blood off the blade. Have you ever tasted blood? Even your own? It usually has a metally taste. And it's warm as it coats your tongue. I would not call it pleasant. But this boy that I'm going to talk about actively seeks it. Now, my name is Alicia. And welcome to Hello Poland. I'm all the way from South Africa, as most of you will know. And in this story, I'm going to about the vampire of Krak- Krakow. But he's not a true vampire. He does not have the fangs. He just has an obsession with blood. He's more of a psychopathic demon, if I'm allowed to call him that. And I know each country and continent has their own serial killers and psychopaths, but this person was quite interesting and I will be honest with you, I do like reading and watching documentaries about psychopathic behavior and their stories, I find it very interesting. love and attention like me and you, or do they? But I think it's time for us to start the story about the vampire of Krakow. Karl Kott was born on the 18th December 1946. His father was an engineer for the army, And his mother was an activist for the League of Women here in Krakow, Poland. Yes, he was born here, where I'm living at the moment. Now, Karol had a very wonderful childhood up until the age of eight. When his sister was born. Yes. The family was quite well off and they would go on summer holidays to a small town, a small town called pisem just south of Kraków Now, what is strange is that bored little Carl past the age of 8 years old we don't know really how old he was at that time He liked to visit butcher shops and he would also go to abattoirs. Now at one stage he started helping them. Oh yes, he did. He had an absolute fascination with knives, dying animals and their warm blood. So, after quite a bit of encouragement, from his side. Some of the abattoirs allowed him to drink the warm blood of a pig with its slit throat. Yes, the warm blood was still gushing out of this pig's throat. And he had a cup with him, of course he came prepared. Now... That's just the start of it. As a teenager, his parents were so proud that he had a fascinating hobby. That they would buy him lots of knives as like rewards. He was a good student, you know. He was a good student. And he was very good with his extracurricular activities. Now... In his spare time, he liked to kill frogs and chickens and magpies, but one day, he actually stopped his mother from killing a fish, and as soon as his mother turned her back, he poked their eyes out and licked the blood off of them. Ah, crazy. Okay, so. Back to the story, he was quite abusive, Mm -hmm, not quite, he was absolutely abusive to his sister's cats, and to his sister herself, oh yes, he would physically and mentally abuse his sister, so much so, that he would attack her with his hands, about, A coat hanger one day almost poked her eye out. Then as soon as she started crying, he locked her away. But he was a smart boy. He always waited until his parents were away. Hmm, that's a normal child for you. Now he wasn't very popular at school. They used to tease him a lot, the other students. Because he was quite um, interesting, uh, to say the least. He liked to grope girl classmates, and because of that, they called him a sex maniac. Now, he did like to study in his spare time. He indulged in studying anatomy and toxicology, Mm, yeah, just like reading books, getting to know the human body, very fascinating stuff. And on one of his school trips, he went to Auschwitz and he became really interested in the history of concentration camps and he even confessed to one of his professors that he wanted to be part of that era where he could commit mass murder and use the gas chambers and he even once said that he would have murdered all women if he could. Now, good little Carl was quite prestigious in school but even if he was really smart he was very isolated from the students due to his strange personality. Yes, they would describe him as quiet and shy but he was very popular with the teachers especially his shooting instructor so I told you about his extracurricular activities right so he became a member of a shooting club (laughs) and he was so good that he actually became The 10th in the Polish Junior League Yeah, he was like 10th in the Polish Junior League Out of the whole of Poland And his dream was to become I would say a soldier Or they say that he wanted to go to an officer candidate school Oh goodness, if only they put the puzzle pieces together, you know, because what I'm seeing is, (laughs) um, not normal interests. Okay, so, as the star of the local shooting club, the coach, his instructor, actually invited him. Like Carl to his house, and on one occasion, he told his own son to be like Carl. Okay, just remember that don't compare your children to other kids. Oh, goodness gracious! Okay, so. Carl didn't get into college immediately, there weren't any spaces available, but eventually he got into a technical energy school. Yeah. Now, as a teenager, this is where his other adventures start. Where he was nicknamed the Vampire of Krakow. And he caused so much fear that people were walking and sleeping with cardboards beneath their shirts and thick scarves around their shoulders. On the 21st of September, 1964, Carl attacked Helene Welgen. She saw a man that was praying at the altar and she walked towards the man and knelt next to him. And as soon as she started praying, He stabbed her in the back but he was aiming for her heart. She survived although she did see him fleeing and reported seeing a young male running from the church. Now Carl actually stopped to lick the warm blood that was on his knife, savouring every last drop. The next occurrence was on the 23rd of September, same year, 1964. Now his next victim, Francesca Lewendowska. He was leaving a tram and he started following her, and as she entered her apartment building and started climbing the steps, he stabbed her in the back and then she fell down the stairs and was paralyzed, I think she is from the waist down. But she reported him because she survived, so two survivors. But here's where things change. On the 29th of September 1964, Maria Polchetta was on her way to church, where Carl followed her. And from what I could see, she went into church, but as soon as she got out of church, he stabbed her in the back. She was left there and he ran away, hiding and licking the blood of the knife. She was still alive and was able to whisper to a nun about her attacker. She was taken to the hospital but she died the next day. Carl was such a nice boy to come and inquire about. His victim at the hospital is so considerate and that makes Maria his first official victim that he murdered. Now, back at school, Carl befriended a girl who studied it. At the Academy of Fine Arts. She was a little older than him, Danuta. Carl even reported that she was his girlfriend. Now, in 1965, Carl actually held a knife to her throat just to see her reaction. But at least for her sake, she did not react. She just laughed about it. She did not know that she was actually on his execution list. Now, Carl took a break for 17 months after his first kill. But he wasn't idle. No, he was testing different things. He tried to poison random people how oh, you may ask, well, he got his hands on some arsenic. He went to a bar, he took a bottle of vinegar from the counter, he laced it with arsenic, but no one used it. He also went to a restaurant and laced orange juice with arsenic no one drank it. He became very frustrated. One of his experiments was to leave bottles of beer or even soda poisoned in very popular places in the public. But no one drank it. And then one day he also poured a very large quantity of arsenic in one of his schoolmates drinks. Now, luckily the boy used some of the scents that was given to him from the higher power because he could smell that it had a different, interesting, not normal, quite suspicious smell, and he did not drink it, or else he would be dead. Carl also plotted four other murders, and he initiated several unsuccessful attempts of arson. He tried to set multiple houses on fire, and then would go visit to see what the damage was just to find out that it was unsuccessful. Now you remember his local shooting club instructor that invited him to his house. Now Carl actually plotted to kill the son that was said to be like Carl. Oh yes, that son was on his execution list. But he never came around to it. Now, we're jumping to 13th of February 1966. It's still winter time and there was a lot of snow. There was actually a toboggan contest, a sled contest for children. Oh, and Carl loved to watch those little kitties have fun. So this one boy, his name Lesek, was fatally stabbed 11 times. Some people call it an overkill, I would say so too. The boy was only 11 years old and they found him with red snow all around him as He was completely bled out. Carl was getting more successful. He was getting better at killing. On the 14th of April, he attacked an 8-year-old girl. Her name was Mao gosha I'm sorry for mispronouncing the names. Well, he went to the apartment building on Jana Street, and as he went up, she came down the stairs to collect letters from the mailbox, and he grabbed her, and he stabbed her eight times in the stomach and the chest, oh, and even the back. Now, as he ran away, she managed to go back to her apartment where she was taken to the doctor's. She survived, luckily. But four days later, Carl returned to the scene, knocked on the door, and her mother answered, just to inquire how she was doing. Now, even if that was all very suspicious, the person that gave him up was Danuta. Why would you ask? Well, Danuta got spooked because caught, at a later occasion, revealed shards of glass in his pocket and he told her these are the glass pieces that I want to cut you up with and then he would make it look like a suicide Carl also loved boasting about his crimes but she did not take him seriously he would tell her how he killed different people and then the one day he showed her a clipping of his 11-year-old boy that he stabbed 11 times and he wanted to frame it. And that's when she realized that he was telling the truth. Now, Carl was arrested the 1st of June 1966. He was around 20 years old. But... They arrested him only after his matura exam. Which is kind of like his high school diploma. And why would you ask? Well, it was one of the ways that psychologists could say that he was actually sound of mind. He wasn't insane. After his arrest, they searched his home and found sixteen knives all sharpened and ready for usage and an assortment of other weapons. Yeah, that's that's a normal hobby, right? Now on the third of June they had their first formal interview with him. And he was denying all of it. But after some attempts of stroking his ego he did start to confess about his murders. He felt no remorse and he was quite proud of his victims. The 6th of July, they had a police line up. And you remember the first woman that he stabbed? Helene Wilgen? Well, she positively identified him he was then charged with two murders ten attempted murders four by knife and six by arsenic poisoning and four acts of arson his trial began on the 3rd of may 1967 and he visibly cheered up when he was shown the weapons that killed his victims. At the end of the day, Kott pleaded guilty to all of the charges. The verdict was handed down on the 14th of July, 1967, where they sentenced Carl Cott to death and he lost all his citizen rights. But you remember, his local shooting instructor, while he was pleading that Carl can't be this person, there must be some mistake, that he is innocent, Carl just laughed because he admitted that he wanted to kill his son. Now Carl's lawyers actually appealed based on his diminished responsibility and the appeal began on the 22nd of November 1967 where he ended up getting life imprisonment instead of sentenced to death but then the higher court appealed that appeal and reinstated the original sentence on the 11th of March 1968 And the sentence was officially carried out the 16th of May 1968 where Carl Cot was hanged. Before all of this, psychologists actually interviewed him and then they said that he was sane but he was a psychopath and he saw himself only as a murderer, as evil men are drunkards and people who consort with prostitutes. Oh yes, he's not evil, he's just a murderer. During his trial, he also got the nickname the Vampire of Krakow and many people stated how much of a coward he was for attacking weaker victims and actually stabbing them from the back. But he did confess that the fastest way to your heart is through the back thanks to his anatomy books. Now some of my resources online said that they had an autopsy done to reveal a brain tumor but many authors disputed the statement because no autopsies are done on convicts sentenced to death and there are no official documents confirming an autopsy so he was just a psychopath and a murderer and that was the story of Carl Kott born 18 December 1946 and died 16 May 1968. He was around 20 years old and you can actually go on one of the tours it's a free tour here in Krakow where you can go see the church where he actually stabbed Maria Polchata and killed her and that's all for today stay safe and if you feel uncomfortable maybe get a cardboard and put it underneath your shirt Bye.